Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery and bow hunting. The Bow Hunter Planet Podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. Please check out these partners' links in the description of this podcast. Now, your hosts, Tim and Dave. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Border Planet Podcast. Today we got Chris Cobbett and Kenneth Lancaster, and today we are talking, well, we don't really know. This is kind of an open idea, and we're just like, you know what, let's talk about some product stuff, but also some hunts, blah, blah, blah. Chris went and made a coffee, so we're ready to go. We're going to bore you guys with some great hunting stories, but, you know, so let's do that, Chris. I guess what, you, you know what? I feel like every time I try to get a hold of you, you're busy hunting somewhere. So I That's guess tell us what the hell have you been up to here? That's a lie. That is the truth. Is it's, what that it's is. Half a truth. So my life is is broken. My hunting life is broken into two categories: people that I take hunting for work, buyers, sponsors of our programs, and you know the midget army back at the house. You know I got four kids and a wife. I'll hunt. So like, <laughs> I might be in the woods. I rarely get to go hunting myself. I'm actually going from, uh, we're in Oklahoma now. We were doing a, a hunt with um, one of the buyers that we work with. And I'm, I'm headed to Kansas next week. And I actually do have my own tag and hunting for myself next week in Kansas. So yeah. stay tuned on, on nice. that. Deal. Is a professional hunter, has been his whole life, all the way back from was working with some green game call company back in the day. It was some <laughs> Mississippi called uh Primos, Primos, or, Primos yeah. or something like that. And by the <laughs> way, I have never met a professional hunter except for those guys that back up the uh bow hunters in Africa. Oh, yeah, with the 500 nitros. I consider those professional hunters. There's nothing professional about what. I do other than get lucky every now and then. Have fun. No, that's <laughs> crap. I'll call that right out. It's a war room. It's like trail camera photos and charts and graphs and, and uh, you know, check the weather and, you know, these massive blinds. And you just, he just got back from like having some local welder make rebar things so he can stake blinds down well, more efficiently. So it's not like by chance. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you a funny story real quick. So, uh, so we're in Oklahoma. I shot, uh, I shot a deer out here. Oh, I can't remember how long it's been now. It's been five days ago. I've been here so long with my bow uh, <laughs> season open. Well, most lower season open on the 23rd, Chris came in with the buyer on the 22nd. 
and uh, they actually shot day before yesterday. I think is mm -hmm. whenever y'all killed killed your deer. He was Floppy. actually sitting with the yeah, it's a deer named Floppy. He had Floppy. five on one side and four on the other, but he got there a funny way. He had a big fork and any anyway. This is what I was getting to. So uh, we've got this other deer that I have been trying to kill, and we uh, we call him the little eight. He's not that little, but we call him the little eight. What are you trying to do the, to the deer? I'm trying to shoot him. Oh, I think you said kill it. Kill it. Yeah, that's what that's helping us out. Kill, kill stuff. Kill stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kill. So, anyway, so so yesterday at noon, uh, my producer Matt Covington and I decided we were going to go out and put a pop-up blind up. Uh, we had a we had a, a southeast wind. We we're going to get we we're going to get on this side of where this deer has been coming out because he's been coming out too far for us for a muzzleloader. He's been coming out like six hundred yards. So we had this perfect plan made for yes, yesterday. Well, little did we know it got up to ninety degrees for one thing. Well, we go in, put that blind up, left. We were so proud of how we had it staked down. Everything was great. We're walking down the fence road, and we looked up ahead where the blind was at, and I'm not kidding. It looked like a hot air balloon in the air. <laughs> it's sitting this in the air. It was a, it was a sustained 35-mile-an-hour wind yesterday. So when we got there, the blind literally was – two feet off of the ground. The only thing that was holding it was where I had uh, tied it to a barbed wire fence and it the back of the blind up. And it was, it was just sitting there in the air. Hold, if it hadn't been for that barbed wire fence, it would have been in Kansas somewhere. But anyway, so we ended up taking the blind down and moving to a totally different spot. So uh, just a little bit ago, I went over to my buddy over here that has a local welding shop, and I had some 20-inch uh, rebar, 3-8 rebar uh, cut with a bend in it so I can stake those blinds down. If it pulls those 20-inch rebar stakes out of the ground, I don't need to be in that blind. <laughs> <laughs> you went flying. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It almost took me off the ground yesterday whenever I was trying to get that thing folded up. You should have seen us fighting that thing. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like the worst. That's the worst. I hate oh, doing yeah. that. If you don't yeah, know the, the mechanics of the quickness of like how they fall, like everyone's different too. That's what sucks about ground blinds is like everyone's different. You go, oh, you push the top in first, then the sides, then the ones the sides, then the top. So if you do it wrong or out of step, it doesn't just literally fold. And now you're out there for like, like hours just trying to get this thing to bed. I spent one time I bought one. I don't know which brand it was, but I bought it. And I literally spent, I would say an hour before I realized I wasn't going to close it. And I was so mad. I just threw in the back of my truck. This just happened like a couple months ago. I'm like, this is bull crap. I'm like, this is supposed to be easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. I had to watch a YouTube video on it, like how to do it. It's a good lesson to learn, though. I taught all my kids. I said, when things in life are, are hard or difficult, you should give up. That, it's, not, it's not lying. <laughs> I thought about sitting in front of my truck and just riding over it a couple times just to be like, you spite you. Like the warranty. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I did set one up out here last year uh, during muzzleloader season and came back to bow hunt later, pulled up there to hunt it. And uh, that was in December of last year. And I still don't know where it's at. 
gone. <laughs> Literally gone. It, that's how that's how bad the wind gets out here. So yeah, that's so funny. How can we? What would? What should we talk about? This is like the third or fourth podcast that we've done with it. He's a big deal in the podcast world. Oh, now. I know he is. Everybody, yeah. all the Dell and, and uh, Nugent, all people on there. Now. Oh, the yeah. thing is, guys. The thing is, is everybody comes on the show, gives some, gives some hints of what's coming on in twenty two. So, I mean, you got the platform here. Talk about it. So, what are we going to see? What's new from Expedition? Oh, okay. So I can. So the problem with Expedition Enterprises now is that we got like a million divisions, and uh, which is great. So I got a couple. We can cover a couple different ones. I can tell you one right off the bat. This coat, brand new, never been seen, world premiere. Matter of fact, this is like the sample. Uh, They sent two over. I happen to be standing there. One just happened to be in Mark Hex size, and one happened to be in me size. So we did not have one in child large. So <laughs> Kenneth couldn't get one. <laughs> yeah, do me a favor. Just run your hand right here on, on Chris and let me know. Is that rubberized or? So what that is. So like it, it's, uh, it's so that your backpacks don't fall off. It's grip. Oh, They're, a little grippy. Sling or, or, sling or whatever. Or a bow sling, it won't slip off. You, can, you can lean over and, and it won't been using that gray matter in there think of stuff like that <laughs> yeah that's funny because one time i was at uh I, I realized i didn't know this i was watching a, a military video and these guys were talking about their shirt for military and it was made they had a they had a uh, right here they had a pocket for a pen i don't know if you guys ever seen that there's yeah. just like right under the collar is like a pen thing no one ever knew it they, in the military they didn't know why that was there and someone's like dude that's to put your pen so you can like carry a pen and they're like what <laughs> so like sorry See? yeah learning things go. every day i actually learned that the phone you know the little back when they had pay phones they were actually designed for the phones to be flipped the other way yeah. a lot tighter if you do it like that of course they don't even exist anymore everybody has like yeah satellites on their phone but right so yeah so <laughs> So we'll start with that. So, but of course, I mean, let's just talk about that for a second. I mean, Expedition Enterprises, I mean, we started it uh, four years ago and, you know, really with, with nothing. Like when we started with Expedition Bows, it was, we had spare parts in the back of a truck container. That's all we had. And we had like zero employees. Wow. And we had to learn how to make bows and we sent some of the our land management guys down to learn how to make a bow. And it was, but from that, from that day, you know, today Expedition Enterprises is, I think it's five divisions strong. Um, you know, we have Expedition Archery. Uh, we have Expedition Crossbows. Uh, we have the Given Right television show mm-hmm. slash Behind the Season, which is our digital series on Realtree 365, shameless Realtree plug. Uh, we have a marketing division, or I think we have 10 guys in the marketing division right now. We do, we make so much of what you see on outdoor television in terms of sizzle reels, print ads, uh, commercials, like that's coming out of our office. So we have a marketing division. We have a newly formed uh Sales division. We have a what we call our outdoor business solutions group, uh, and I can I can elaborate a little bit more on each of these. But basically, it's a sales entity, mm-hmm. and those guys they work for our brands, and then we also we're also employed by about a dozen other uh, other brands that our our guys go out and represent. 
So we have all of that. Then we have element clothing. Uh, and then we have a, a sourcing company where we can we help other companies uh, more efficiently make their products. Yeah, there's awesome. I don't know if I, I, I was trying to catch everything you were saying there, but we I can't uh, remember it. We, we also <laughs> and you may have said this, but we uh, we have editors that edit uh, just south of 10 television shows mm -hmm. would, uh, across the, the network. So we have uh, editors that, that do that as well. So some of the shows that you're watching, other than The Given Right, are edited by us, by Expedition uh, Media would be. Yeah. Uh, who's doing that. So we, so. Do, we do each of those things. So yeah. I think you guys need to start editing my show. What's going on with this? Uh, can't, can't, you know, I can't do that any better. You know, how are we going to fix thank that? You, thank you. Thank you. We do do a podcast, though. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so on the manufacturing side, um, I'll do Element first because that's the easiest. I mean, Element has just, I mean, of, of all the things that we've done, other than, of course, oh, I, I forgot that other little company that we do with the Tacticam guys, uh, Reveal Cell Cam. Yeah, that little cell that little camera company, company that we have. Yeah. Doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, Element Clothing has absolutely been on fire for us. I mean, we started that, we've only had that brand a little over two years. And in it's in its second year as a sales cycle, it's literally carried in every major retailer in the country. I mean, we, wow. we struggled to bring in enough clothes to, to meet all of our orders, to produce all of that, all of those goods to be able to deliver them. Um, it's a great problem to have. Uh, and it, we hit the market at just the right time and we saturated it very quickly. People have been nothing but happy with the garments. Um, Mark Heck, our owner, tells me literally every other day, mostly if I had to average it, probably every day would be the norm, that we didn't order enough. We didn't bring in enough. We didn't produce enough clothes. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's our issue. But we're in constant uh, product development. You know, when, when you see things, you talk about like the little the grip there so the sling doesn't fall off. You know, a lot of people say that. It's a claim that a lot of companies say, and I'm sure they mean it. I'm sure it's true when they say it as well. But our product is very much designed by in the field, die in the wool hunters, because um, we have a team of those people. Everybody in our organization, I think we've got 40 employees now. All of them hunt, all of them. And so you're, you've got all these people in the field. You know, we get a lot of hands-on, hey, if something doesn't work, and something, look, nobody's perfect. Things do happen. Like there are things that can be made better, right? Like if you're in the hunting world and you're on the manufacturing side, Welcome to the job that's never done and you can always do better. Oh, yeah. So constant innovation, right? Um, again, no different than this. A lot of people are hunting in blinds, you know? Uh, so we make a lot of products in black. We make them in solids. Casual wear in, in hunting garments is becoming super popular, i.e. this cool jacket that I'm wearing. Like all of that stuff takes place, um, you know, in terms of the garments, yes, bigger offering, new items, couple new features, but what really what put that company on the map, um, other than looking awesome, is Polygene, is the order crunch technology that we use. I mean, if you've, if you've seen any of our commercials, if you're familiar with Element, what we do for scent elimination in that clothing is different than anything out there. And, and I oversimplify it by saying, everybody understands carbon, right? Like that, that car, I'll use my cup. 
see my prop that I brought. So carbon is real simple, like, and nobody can argue that carbon isn't effective. It does exactly what carbon is supposed to do. It absorbs odor caused by dying bacteria, right? Body odor, that kind of stuff, right? A carbon molecule will just suck all that odor in until it saturates, till the cup is full. When the cup is full, it stops doing that. It only works on antimicrobials and it stops when the cup's full. You can heat it, you put it in the dryer, do that whole deal, purge it, and it works. You can only wash your suit so many times or every time you wash it, it dirties that molecule. It does it a little less effectively. Polygene never saturates. It basically processes it, brings odor in, breaks it down, ex basically it exhales it as a neutral odor. It never saturates. You can wash it a hundred times. It's as good at wash 100 as it is wash number one. And it works on all ambient odor, not just antimicrobial. So, the dog that you went up against, the exhaust fume that you walked by, the little bit of manure that was stuck on the side of your truck, all of that stuff, it works on. That's why it's a better mousetrap. So just in, hunting clothing's expensive enough, but you gotta have something that's gonna last longer, right? If you're gonna make that kind of investment. So that's, you know, one of the reasons that Element is, has done well. That and Kenneth and Mark are out product testing it all the time, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> he's right it, it uh that, that's something we will not take something to market unless we take and just beat it up um we took some stuff uh mark and i did to alaska back in uh when was that back in june, june? june i think may or june somewhere it was turkey season because i was so pumped you guys left the contiguous 40 we took some of the new garments to Alaska. They dropped us off on a beach out there for 10 days and it rained nine and a half of the 10. And we stayed in a, you know, stayed in a tent out there and um, tried out some of the, yeah, it was interesting. I could, I could get into that one pretty deep. Had a brown bear come into camp and I had to shoot over the top of his head with a 10 millimeter pistol at six steps to run him off. Um, wow. Uh, really, really got got Western real quick. He tore our tents up and ate all our food. Everything it was. Uh, you can amazing. see it. It's on behind the season. Yeah, on Real Tree three sixty five. And it will, that that show will actually air the last two episodes of uh, Q four on the Given Right. You can watch it there too. But. Uh, but we but we took the we took element there and wore it like I said for ten days and I'm no kidding it rained nine and a half of those ten days we had one day that we saw sunshine while we were there and we stayed dry and stayed warm and um, the the new stuff that's out is is really good um, it we we were we 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 were able to take two really nice bears while we were there and and um, it worked. So it's all about that's the update really on element you'll you'll see all the new stuff in stores i mean every major retailer bought it so i mean you don't have to you don't have to wonder where it's at and pretty much you go in anywhere any reputable uh retailer in this country you can get it at this point of course and if you can't you tell them it must not be a reputable retailer <laughs> so, so elements really good or excited about the growth of that um so on the other manufacturing side, uh, I'll do the easier one, crossbows. Crossbows, are, that market continues to grow for us. I mean, I think we talked about that before. It was really 
uh, we got into crossbow is really kind of uh, on a whim. Uh, it, quite frankly, we had a lot of dealers that they were, you know, we were, our guys were going in and making presentations and, you know, our brand is still growing. It's not mature yet. So a lot of shops were a second line of bows for them. So they only have room for one of those, right? And they're like, well, we could take you or we could take another competitor of yours. And we were losing that battle sometimes to companies that had bows and crossbows as one manufacturer. So we literally only, you know, started making a couple of crossbows just to be able to win that fight. And what it turned into was just an explosion. Like the, the, the crossbows are awesome. They've, they've done well. They've been popular. We, we targeted a price point we thought that had been ignored by other manufacturers. Um, people were selling like really cheap crossbows or selling really, really expensive ones. And quite frankly, you can build a lot of great performance into a crossbow at a mid price point. So that's what we went after. Um, we're on our second revision of crossbows. Uh, so we have the X, uh, we have the Viking X380 and the X430. Uh, shockingly, they shoot 380 and 430. That's how we name stuff around here. Keep it simple. Uh, if you shot them, I mean, you can get online and look at, uh, there's a ton of YouTube videos out there and independent reviews that'll take our, our with the 430, which is our top end crossbow right now. And they'll put it against $3,000, $4,000 crossbows and back them up 80 yards and it will dial just, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not telling you to shoot a deer or anything else at 86 no. yards with a crossbow. Don't get me wrong. But uh, we got a video from uh, some of our friends. We can say that. This is, this is the Bowhunter Planet. Okay, so <laughs> uh, who is uh, the ex-Primos guys that I, I grew up with, hunted with all my life, Kevin, uh, or I mean, Keith Burgess and Chris Ashley and Cody Kelly. Uh, they live right there around my hometown there in, in Mississippi. Well, we sponsor them with, uh, with crossbows. So we sent them the, we sent them the new, what, did they have the 430 or the 380? No, they, they actually were shooting. So our, our price point crossbow, they were shooting the 380 at 86 yards and he's got the video of I'm telling you they were just wadding them up dollar. like this. Yeah. Jeez. That's and crazy. he sent us the video and he was like, Man, this isn't fair. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it shoots. I mean, if you if you can hold it there and squeeze it, it's got a super crisp trigger on it. Um, if you're a crossbow guy or, or girl or gal, uh, they they shoot great. Yep. Yeah, and, and looking yeah. at those bows, uh, you know, just looking at, you know, for those who are wondering, if you go look at the website and you look at the X30 compared to um, the X380, uh, I feel like you're gaining a lot between the two bows for not a lot of money. So, like, you have one that says retail uh, $599 for the Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like 100 bucks more to, to jump. And, and, and we like did that. Because quite frankly, some people like, it's not about, I mean, a 430 obviously shoots a little bit faster. It's got a little bit longer power stroke, but the reality is it's a little bit longer unit. Some guys like that. I prefer that. I feel more comfortable with it. Some guys like the subcompact. They like short, narrow. Um, so that's what the 380 does. So so both of those are out there. They're Again, they're most major retailers at this point. Um, they're available online pretty much from any great online retailer. They're, they're everywhere you want to find them. Um, 
And real quick, Chris, uh, when it comes to the crossbow market, uh, how do you guys feel about, and not to name names of other companies by any means here, but like, how do we feel about as industry, like 500 feet per second and up type stuff? Cause I, I, I don't, I'm not seeing that besides one, maybe one company doing something that along those lines, but is that something that crossbow companies, at least from your perspective are actually trying to achieve, or is that something where you're saying, I don't know, that might be out of bounds. No, for sure. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, there's no secret. People are going to continue to push the envelope, especially expedition. Our, our niche has been with bows that we do speed smooth. That's what we do. That's our niche, right? We try to make fast bows that shoot smooth. It's no different in the cross market. You can make fast crossbows, right? There's things you can do to manipulate the, the crossbow to make it shoot as fast as you really want. Um, but can it be done accurately? Can it be done with minimal shock? Like those are the kind of things that have to be done. Of course, we're working on those things. Of course, we're working on those things. You're going to see some of those kind of things come out within 12, 15 months. You know, we're, we're going to push the envelope on speed for sure, but we're going to do it in a way that is accurate and is comfortable to shoot. Because that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have a great uh, bow or crossbow that shoots fast. Uh, if all you do is miss. So we want to make sure that it's comfortable. It has a good user experience with it. So yeah, we're pushing the envelope on that. We're pushing the envelope on a couple different uh, styles of crossbows as we look and assess the market and see what people are doing. So you'll see one, if not two new crossbows from us uh, in 2022. Uh, one for sure, maybe two, if uh, all the secret squirrel stuff comes mm -hmm. true. <laughs> but yeah, speed's definitely one thing that people are, you know, all crossbow companies are trying to push it. But I will tell you this, verify those speeds. Crossbows, I'll tell you something you don't, you probably know. So the crossbow guys, we're, we're, we're in the crossbow market. We're just, it's like living on an island with no rules. You know, the yeah. measuring speed in the archery industry, in the, in the, ver in the uh, vertical bows, we go by IBO, right? Like everybody's got a standard length of the arrow and the weight and all of that. It is none of that stuff in crossbows. You know, they could put a dart in there and shoot it. So guys, there's no standard measurement of how you're doing your crossbow, how you're getting your speeds. But you put a real hunting bolt in there and run it through a chrono, you're going to find that the speeds that our, our crossbows are rated for, that's what you're going to get. So when we tell you something shoots whatever we say in the future, you can bet dimes to donuts that it actually shoots that. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to see them come out with a uh, some way to monitor that, like they do with you know the you know IBO speed of you know pounds, three hundred fifty grain air at thirty inches. You know that's uh, that's IBO. Yeah. Um, you know, on a vertical bow, I'd like for them to come out with it, and you know the 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 length of pull is, is such and such and the air weight is such and such you know so you do you can compare apples to apples across the board i, I think agree. you should come up with that yeah i think you should we do we do ours at 2970 and we do with the same arrow weight for every bow manufacturer so the reason we do it that way is you know we looked at the average length of someone pulling a bow and 29 was the average we found so we said all right well if we have a 29 straw if we have, this is what the average hunter would have. And we have a 29, we have 350, 455, 56, 50 or whatever arrow weights against all the brands. This is what happens. So at the end of the year, when I do the bow comparison, I show those charts and, you know, people, you know, and people know it's not 
the IBO way, but I don't care about that. From my perspective, I want the hunting way. So for wow. me, if I'm buying that bow as a hunter, I want to go out and do it the hunting way. I get, I believe me, I get a lot of flack for this. People are like, well, just do it the 30, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but that's not what the average hunter is going to do. I don't want to do something that's just for numbers and for show. So I think one of the ideas would be for manufacturers to consider the fact to say in a hunting rig, it's this, but I totally understand the problem is if, if at a honey rig, you're at 305 or 320 and you really want to promote it at 340 because you feel like you can't fall behind in a category, I get it. And that's why at the IBO at 330 inch draw and 70 pounds and 300 grain arrow, you're getting, you know, whatever it is, right? You're getting that 350, 340, I get it. But the problem is when we do it the real way, at least the hunting way, the hunters call it out all the time. Like, Oh, that's 30 feet per second slower. And they're, you know, marketing. And I'm like, well, we don't do well, it the same way as them. So that's one of the cool things about expedition is the, uh, is if our bows, I'm not saying anything about any other bows, uh, but the expedition bows, if it comes at 29, it is a 29. It's a dead 29. It's not 29 a quarter. It's not 29. Yeah. Half. 29. That's a good point too. And the cams are built to be more efficient too. So when you, if you go down to a 28 inch draw and go up to a heavier arrow, the cam, the efficiency of that cam is going to keep that speed up more than some of the other boats, not going to name them, but just the efficiency that is built into that cam will keep those speeds up a little bit more uh you know then and your and you, and your kinetic energy as well with that with the expedition bows than than some of the other boats yeah. um and i've shot them all so maybe maybe we should start a new uh category chris and you could put the uh you know the, the ibo rating and then underneath that real small you put the bhp rating yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little different speed you know the hunt the hunting way you know yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I encourage those sort of things because I mean we spend a lot of time trying to to do it right, so we're not afraid when somebody wants to do some head to head testing. I like that stuff. We encourage those opportunities. So, it, what's new on the on the expedition archery side? We had a very good year in expedition archery. We we put out a lot of bows. We put a lot of bows in places that uh, we hadn't previously been, so they're showing up. The the sort of a national branding is starting to take hold you know we show up in a lot of different places we've done several price point bows now you know early back in the day you and i used to talk about the mountaineer the mountaineer was a, a bow that we did basically uh it was a lower price point bow but it was the, the exact same quality we put in any other expedition bow but we did it to expose more people to the brand um we've continued to do that uh even this year we we launched the apx uh the apx is is in a lot of places. We made a lot of them. Um, we're going to keep that on the line for a couple of years. Um, we introduced uh, our version of a, a youth bow or a teen bow, uh, the experience. And again, we think for that category, it's the hammer. I mean, I think it's the best bow you're going to put in a kid's, kid's hands, even an early teen. Uh, they can hunt with it. They can target shoot with it. They're going to be highly efficient in any of those things. On the top end, this year we launched the uh, the X series, which was our Magnite. Um, our only issue with Magnite is we couldn't we couldn't make them quick enough. Uh, the bows, uh, you know, people were out in the market shooting them, loving them. We quite frankly weren't prepared 
uh, I guess I can admit that we weren't prepared for the demand uh, that we were going to see with that bow. You know, we thought, you know, when you introduce something innovative, even if it's something that works, it takes years. I mean, you look at, I, I used to use the example of the whisker biscuit. It was a great idea, you know, for, for that type of shooter. It's a great idea. Everybody uses it. Well, you look at the sales history of that company, I and mean, it was like, it plateaued. It, I mean, it, uh, it was stagnant the first couple of years, barely sales, and then boom, like year three, it just everybody had one. It takes, takes people a while to catch on to something, even when it's a good idea. So we thought, well, you know, it's going to be a two-year process where people figure out what Magnite is and, and uh, you know, how we use it in a bow and what it can truly do to a bow. And, and, and the reality is that it was way more popular than anticipated. We couldn't run fast enough. It was a fault that we are working diligently to rectify as we go into 2022. We'll be prepared so that we can meet the demand when we have a cool product like that. We're going to put out some some additional models in that, maybe. I'm, so, uh, yeah. I'm actually shooting a bow right now that will be released later this year that's called a <clears throat> and it, it's uh, yeah. IBOC. Right? Yeah. Uh, 500? Holy cow. How would you guys do this? Yeah, you heard this is yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I elk hunted with it and uh, and I shot my whitetail. I, I shot an elk with it and I shot a uh, whitetail with it out here. And um, it's a. They'll be gone the day we launch. We, we only made like 300 of them, but it, it'll be the fastest production bow ever in history. Can I guess some things? I'm going to guess some things. You don't have to say yes or no. You can just hear me out. This is just my guess of what's going to happen to Expedition coming up here. I'm going to think you're going to launch the, it might not be called this, but I'm going to throw it out there, the X31. So I'm going to suggest you're going to throw a bow out here that's going to be between 350 and 365 in 31's draw. Then I'm thinking you're going to take X-Loy and put it all over your crossbows. Just me throwing that out there. Don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I'm going to say that's probably coming because it's done so well. And at the same time, I do want to say great job on this because the having your own category of a bow now. So you have carbon, you have aluminum, and now you have this X-Loy. It's like its own thing. So like, you know, Expedition now has a category that you guys, I believe, are the only ones that can do that or use it because I believe oh, you watch. I I would bet everything I own that, that everybody's launching their their uh, bows in the next couple of months. So this is what we do. This is this is our public uh, service that we provide to the archery industry. Expedition traditionally, like we try to push the envelope, but we're small companies. It takes a while for people to hear about it. And then companies much larger than us go, you know what? That was a good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. And then a year later, they have something very similar. It's shocking how that's happened to us for yeah. years. You know, the, the, bow, <laughs> the bow that I'm shooting right now, we may have to do it like uh, I'm a big Bronco fan. I have a 76 model Bronco that I did a Nice. And uh, so when the new Broncos came out uh, this past year, you had to, you actually had to order them ahead of time and they only sold a certain amount of them. So whenever we bring this bow out, we may have to, because it's such a short, uh, small quantity, yeah. we may have to pre-sell those bows before we actually, it may have to treat it 
here's a little secret a little um you know like in movies sometimes there's, there's something in the background a cast member gets seen that shouldn't know or a prop guy and so that you watch the movie to find it yeah so here's a secret if you watch behind the season on real Truth 365 uh there's actually that bow is in use and shown on one of the episodes. I even I even think they I like this idea. I think they even use the name. So yeah. it is out. It is out there. You just have to find it. Yeah, it's like uh, the the Waldo guy. I just want to say something. Bad. <laughs> it's just it's nothing. Like, nothing out of you. It's kind killing. of master. So that's that's what's coming on the vertical bow side. Uh, crossbows. Uh, and then, but here's the cool thing. So, and this is just us girls talk. So, <laughs> so one of the coolest things that we do is that is not the manufacturing stuff, in my opinion. Because I mean, David, I, I'm a I'm a marketing guy at heart, and it's the other stuff that we do, like with, with Heath Graham's group. You know, like. Uh, on the marketing side, uh, even on the sales side, like that to me has always been the coolest part. Like to see something that you designed or made and an idea, and then either see it like out on TV or, or wherever, or, or uh, you know, just a product that you guys represent and all of a sudden now it's in the marketplace and you go to the, the store and it's there. And you're like, you know, I was with those guys. You know, we, yeah. we came up That's with cool. You know, that, that stuff is, that's the stuff that gets me out of bed in the morning. And like, so with our marketing uh, division, it, it, that started out with like, you know, I was doing a lot of it, which is never what you want to do to have one person doing marketing. Cause I think I have a good idea, but then everybody else doesn't. So and I was doing it. And then we got Heath who's already doing his own thing. And we kind of merged all of our forces and I mean, we, I think we have something like 35 clients. Uh, wow. So much that I see in print and on TV and digital, like I know where that came from. Like, I love that stuff. It's as much as designing products and putting them out there is, is super cool. And I love doing it. I love seeing the influence on the industry, right? I, I, love, I like watching outdoor television and looking at it and going, that's our commercial. We built that commercial. Yeah, that's cool. We built that commercial, you know, we edited that show, we edited that show, we edited that yeah. show. And, you know, but like, you know, we have the given right, which is our, you know, our show and, you know, but that, but we have these other shows that, you know, I feel like that we're helping, you know, I mean, they're great people, but, you know, they, they become great friends of ours. They lean on us for, uh, you know, for, for Chris's advice of his, you know, Chris had a TV show back in 1947. You can, you can Google it. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it was, was it 47 or 48? I can't remember what year it was. Can't get it off. <laughs> so, so they lean on Chris a lot for, you know, for ideas on, uh, no, we have producers that they lean on a lot for, you know, ways of shooting things different and, and how to, how to make their shows better. And, and uh, not that the shows aren't great already, don't get me wrong, but we just have such really good working relationships with those shows. And it also, some of those shows have some really good places to hunt and I'm going to go hunt with them a little bit this year. Yeah, so. that is true. That's, that's a model that we're going to do. 
we're trying to be, you know, even more collegial with, with other shows that we work with. We have a, one of the, the things that we do, uh, and it's not a secret anymore, I guess, is, is one of the things that we do on the marketing side is we have 93 television shows under contract. We do work wow. sponsorship and through influencers with 93 shows. Um, and it's a lot of work. I know because my wife handles all of that stuff. Um, that's why you have to call when you want something. <laughs> so she handles all of that stuff. But because of that, we, we're trying to be more collegial. If we see opportunities to share camps, uh, that stuff we're doing more of. And, and it's, it's valuable. It's time well spent. So we're doing a bunch of that stuff. And I, I like it. I just like uh, being part of this. And I, so our owner, Mark Hack, uh, and myself, for, for whatever reason, probably because everybody else has got like real jobs and are working hard, we get tasked when we're working with a new company or if we're looking at a new sponsor, we end up making those presentations. And, and he always reminds me because I forget. Uh, I guess I just take it for granted. But one of the most important things to talk about in those presentations is everything in it we made. Like everything came in-house, like from our guys, from our team. And it reminds me of that. And I like, I remember to take great pride in that. Like every, every video, every sizzle, every commercial on there, even the presentation came from our team and it wasn't, we outsourced nothing from, from concept, which is the hardest part that doing the creative, you know, this cause you do this kind of stuff too. Doing the creative is the hardest part. How, what's it going to look like? What's the tack you're going to take, you know, yeah. going to attack a market with something. Right. And that's, that's the hardest part. Keith Graham is amazing. I will give him all the props. He takes my crappy napkin ideas and I give it to him and then he makes it look awesome. And I get to go, you know, yeah, I, it's my, <laughs> he, I mean, he takes a napkin drawing and he turns it into awesomeness. Like if you look at all those reveal commercials, he, they're very loose concepts when I give them to him and they're polished, awesome commercials. We got to put some props to Cody Berry too now. We oh, can't leave yeah. Cody out of that. He's, oh, we could just go down the list. Yeah, Cody, like so many guys. he's right-hand man and he's he, he's very talented. So I, I just didn't want Cody to see this podcast and me not miss We don't even know Cody works. <laughs> Cody's like the face of Texas Trophy Hunters now. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. So we do a bunch of work for those guys. He makes all the commercials. Well, guess who's on them? Cody Berry. Cody Berry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We enjoy uh, you know, I was thinking... I was thinking about uh, Tacticam a little bit. I just, um, I got, I recorded my own little video of it this past weekend. I'm going to post soon, but I basically, um, you know, we had this camera at one spot and we're getting deer on it, but nothing major. And I, I walked this edge on the way out of my hunting spot. And I noticed that once you get over the, the ridge, this hill on the way out, there's like this dirt mountain path of like deer, deer prints. So I'm like, wow, like, maybe I got that camera in the wrong spot, but when you're hunting, you can't see over this hill, you know, when you're hunting. So you're sitting back there, you never see these deer. Then I noticed there was a scrape. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to push this camera like somewhere by this scrape and just move it. So I took it from my right, took it 80 yards up this, this uh, alfalfa field line, put the camera on the edge and sure enough, like deer all over it. Like, it's like, so now we're like, it, it's just, this is important because this gives you the opportunity now to make your change and what you need to do. Like right now I got to really figure this out because there's no trees to get in a tree stand. I'm thinking like ghost blind or something. I have no idea what I'm thinking right now because this is <laughs> nowhere near where I'm hunting, but it's on the same line. So 
now it's like, I got to get the heck over there, but it's all ground level. And now I got to figure it out. But my point is be able to use that camera to do, know that right now from here was really helpful. <laughs> oh yeah. And if it was any other brand, you would never know that. No. no other that data. No. 100%. No. And that was just that again, that's another cool project. Like I, we talked about it. It's the same thing with all the other companies, you know, reveal uh, is no different than element element. We attacked the market and basically said, Hey, look at polygene polygenes are our, our way in the door expedition. It was doing innovative things reveal guys. There's a lot of people that make cell cameras. It's not a new concept, right? Jeff Peel came and, and he's like, Hey, we want to, we want to work together as a team and, and, and take this project to market. And, and we just said, look, you know, why are, why are people not, why is everyone not using a cell camera, right? Like who wouldn't want a picture to come to their phone? Everybody would. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is the bulk of, you know, people at that point still using regular cameras? It, it was one of two reasons. Either it was price or it was the technology. Like a lot of people, a lot of cameras, not calling out any names. Uh, I'm just saying every camera I had tried, I, I couldn't get it to work. Like I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't get the, the thing to connect to my phone. It just, it didn't work out, right? And it, and it turned a lot of people off and they didn't do it. And so, you know, Jeff brought a camera that said, hey, this is the great price point. But then more importantly, it was easy to use. You know, you opened it up, you scanned it with your phone. It was, it was set up and you walked away. If it took you 45 seconds, you're like, you did something wrong. And that, and that message, all it had to do was get out. Right. So then our team says, okay, how are we going to market this thing? And instead of just an A-level strategy, getting the top names, and we do use top names for our, some of our brands, but in that case, it was about bandwidth. It was about how do we let everybody know the quickest, fastest. And so we went with a different strategy. We went and, and involved the 93 shows that we work with. I mean, most of those shows are not the, the guys, they're, they're not the Kenneth Lancasters of the world, okay? <laughs> they're the guys that are, they're like, back, like I was back in the day, they're just grinding it out, trying to, to make a hunting show. And there was a, a lot of those guys, but as a, it's like the ants that move the leaf, right? Like as a group, those guys, they have a ton of influence because they all have their own followers and their own niche. And when you engage that whole group, that's how... That's how Reveal came to be. You know, we, we, we moved the first 70,000 units of that before any commercial ever hit TV, before any print ad ever wow. hit. So all done through just grassroots efforts. And that, like, that's the stuff that excites me as a marketing guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that, to be honest, I mean, keeping it simple here, it's low cost, it works, it's easy to set up, and, you know, you can get a couple of them for the price you were paying for one of an, of another model, right? And it's pretty cheap to maintain. So, and one of the things that you guys are launching or just launching is this power uh, cell, uh, solar part for it or for one of the yeah. models. But I, I, my whole thing is to be honest, my lithium batteries do pretty dang well. I mean, getting me through. And I was gonna ask you about that. Like, how the heck are these cameras so efficient? I don't get it. Well, like, it's because you're in Michigan. It's all, you're in Michigan, right? True. It's picture of a deal like once every other week and batteries are going to last I'm from New Deer's so small that the energy right. is not a lot <laughs> I, I'm from Maine we're like look we should test batteries up there they'll last for seven years we're never going to take a picture so <laughs> uh, 
No, they're, they're good. How do you like the marketing campaign on that? Like we just launched a bunch of social ads, like all the things you'd rather be doing besides changing batteries. Love you know? it. Yeah, I love it. No, I love the idea of the solar panels. They're absolutely going to add them to mine because I mean, why not? Especially not to ever touch it again. That's really important. Keep your scent away yeah. from it completely. But that's the one thing I love the most about them now is I don't have to touch anything for the most part. I go past it, you know, unless I move it or something like that. I try to keep my greasy hands off that baby. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so in a nutshell, that's all that we've got going on. How's the state yes. of the industry, Dave? You're you're a guy that talks to everybody. I mean, what can we expect? How about you be on it? We'll interview you. How what's the state of the industry? Oh, great one. Industry's uh popping. I've never seen it like this before. A lot of bow manufacturers sold out, majority of them are sold out. Can't get bows from anyone. I think you still owe me two bows. I mean, there's just <laughs> so many posts like backlogged it's not even funny and it's it's a great thing it's it's one of the best things for the industry uh putting aside my issues it doesn't matter because we're just media but for the industry industry itself i'm seeing tons of money being flown around we're getting more sponsorships than we've ever had i mean it's it's a lot different than it used to be and the fact that companies are making money and, and bows are selling this is very important for the heritage of archery and it, you know to keep it going long term this is what was needed and covid probably the best thing that ever happened to the archery industry in the weirdest of ways. Um, not for right. people who passed away. I'm sorry for them, but it, when it comes to business, it, it, it projected that and the gun manufacturers into a whole new level, as we talked about SIG and had SIG on the show, CVA, they're all selling, you know, this type of stuff. This is all great because it's more outdoorsmen, men and women, right? It's just tons of people getting involved and getting outside. So I see it as, uh, one of this hopefully 22 is even better than 21 which is gonna be hard to believe but i do feel like we're on pace for that and companies are gearing up for it now you guys understand what you need to do especially like you were saying you you didn't think of this or that for volume that's all gone now now you already know what's going to happen what you're projecting and you know hopefully make some magic right that's right i forgot you had uh tom on the show yes he was great I got that. Then it dawned on me when I was talking to him about what you and I talked about, about the crossbow scopes and things of that nature. Cause you mentioned it, but you didn't say a lot. And then when he told us about him, I'm like, that's what Chris was talking about. It's like, it's it's the, we're making a video next week in, uh, in Kansas to show, we actually did a, an exclusive, I, I guess it's, I'm not afraid to talk. We did an exclusive for sportsman's warehouse with it. Uh, they wanted our 430 with that SIG BDX on it, uh, largely because we did a hunt with those guys, and they were like, "Whoa, wait, what's that?" I mean, yeah. it's if I'm sure Tom talked about it, you, it's it's it dumbs down long distance shooting for anybody. You can put on a rifle; it works amazing on a crossbow. You could, I mean, not that you should want to be shooting 87 yards, but I mean, even for me, like even at 30, 40, 50, which I think are fine for a crossbow. Yeah. No distance is exactly is perfect. You you click it with your rangefinder or your binos that has the system. Mm -hmm. It drops the dot down. Whatever the dot is, you shoot it. You don't have to worry about is the line the thirty yard mark and the deer's at thirty two. Do I go a little high, a little low? Doesn't matter. Whatever the dot is is exactly what it is. If it's at thirty two yeah. yards, two yards, and we incredible and nothing but impressive. And Tom. I saw Tom do his only second ever podcast and like nervous at the beginning. And by the end, you know, 
he was liking that. Like he, he liked- knows the stuff. He's great, man. Yeah, he's had so much experience in the right. industry. It's it's incredible, and I think oh, that's yeah. the kind of person who can talk to anything like that. And and to have him want to join a bow hunting podcast was really important to me because it meant that they understand that you know archers carry pistols too. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm don't forget about us. We're here. We're big. And we're, we're, you know, we want to buy a six hour too, you know, just like anybody else who's outdoors, men or women. Right. So that was great to have them do that. A lot of, a lot of companies like that don't even reply back to me, you know? So that was Here's great. The dirty little secret about, I'll tell you the dirty little secret about six, six in my backyard. They're, they're like an hour away. It's a huge company, huge, lots of employees, big industry plant presence. But the number of guys that are really at the helm of that, they're, they're super approachable. It's a, it's a small number of guys. You could put them in one little conference room, one table like this, and, and have dinner with them. They're all, they're all just like Tom. They're all cool guys to talk to. They're, they're a big sponsor of the Given Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we fish with Great some of those ball. guys. They're, they're just, they're just good. awesome. People think that they're this giant, unapproachable company, and they're not. They're really just... Uh, you see, they're just like me and you they're they're really no different some of their employees uh, i've gotten to know them pretty well oh, and yeah. they're bow hunters i mean they're they're yeah. not you know they're not just gun guys which i'm a gun guy I love my yeah. gun, but i love my bow and arrows you know so uh they're the same way i mean just because well you know just because they build guns doesn't mean they're not you know doesn't mean they're not, yeah yeah. All right. Chris Kent, thanks a lot, guys. Expedition Enterprises. We'll look forward to seeing the new models coming up and uh, we'll be in touch. So thank you guys. Hey, hey, real quick. The Given Right Sportsman's Channel, 7.30 Tuesday night, 7.30 Central Tuesday nights on Sportsman's Channel. Had to get that in there. Don't miss it. All right, we'll see you guys. This has been a presentation of bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.